0: Welcome to another episode of My Naked Mindset. I'm your host, Janae Ledger. This is episode number 68. Thank you for tuning in today. I appreciate you being here. This podcast is all about sex and relationships and dating and mental health and lifestyle and pretty much everything in between. We are real and raw and vulnerable and just share different perspectives and of course we have a lot of fun doing it here so thank you for tuning in if this is your first time listening I appreciate you being here definitely check out some of the other episodes I'm sure there's something here for everyone and I hope you continue to come back and listen to all of my wonderful uh guests that I have on and you know sometimes I do do some podcasts alone as well so you can hear my ridiculousness so I have a very special guest today, and I hope you guys enjoy her stories. So here is the episode. All right, everyone. I have a very, very special guest. She is the mad genius behind Wild Coaching, LLC. She is also an international bestselling author and coach. And in her previous life, she was a hell-raising, outspoken sex worker, and also a spokesperson for sex workers' rights, and was also featured in documentaries on ABC and MTV. Everyone, please welcome to the show, Heather. Hi, everybody! (laughs) I am so fucking pumped up for this podcast. (laughs) I don't even think, I mean, people are probably gonna, like, vibe off our energy, but... I am so excited. So me and Heather connected some time ago, and I actually went on her um, live Facebook, and we we did a live together, and we just had a freaking blast. So I'm so happy that she's now on my podcast. So here she is, and she is just going to be telling us all of her crazy stories. But I first want to ask, what inspired you to? get into coaching and write your own book because that is incredible so I want to hear kind of how you started that journey
1: thanks Um, I'm so excited to be here because we had a ball like I was like practically high after interviewing you like it was just it was so much fun and um we had to put this off a couple of times since my life has been so nuts. So uh, I appreciate your patience and I'm, I'm just, I'm excited to be here. Um, so yeah, with the coaching, um, I have always been on a growth journey. was always trying to figure out how to be like a happier, healthier, more productive person. Like even my journals, like when I was like 11, you'll see list of, you know, this is what I, what I want to do. And, you know, so um, I, I, uh, suffered with a lot of depression anxiety I did therapy and uh, then I started getting into personal growth and I therapy has its place but I got a lot more out of personal growth so I knew the power of having a coach and you know having tools and processes that you can you know do and um, you know I know that recovery from depression and anxiety is possible if you're just stubborn about it right right And uh, so, you know, I'd experienced a lot of good things around personal growth. And then I was uh, in my thirties, I was in recovery from drugs and um, I was still escorting and I still loved escorting, but the the industry had changed quite a bit. And uh, people, you know, people kept telling me, they're like, you know, you're, you know, you're in your thirties, like you can't do this forever, which is not true. There's women that are selling pussy you know, in their 60s and 80s, and you know whatever. Yeah, whatever. Know. Yeah, I mean, if you want to keep going, like you, you can keep going. You know, just, it just turns into a specialty market. But um, every time I thought about what I was going to do when I left sex industry, I would just, I would have a panic attack. Like I would just shut down um, because I was a, you know, dr- I was a hooker in drug recovery. I was, you know, <laughs> I was like, I had a criminal record. Um, just misdemeanors and stuff but I was like I was like I I can't I I just had no idea what I was going to do I dropped out of college after a couple years so you know I was like I don't have any marketable skills which wasn't true but you know so um through this weird happenstance I ended up at a lecture that was being given by a career coach and she was giving people suggestions and like resources and books and everything and I was like that shit is not going to help me. Like I, I need somebody to sit down and talk this through with me. And mm-hmm. so she was really like my first experience of, of a coach and uh, she was amazing. She was, you know, I was honest with her about what I did. And, um, after a few sessions, she was like, you know, I think you would be a really good coach. And I was like, awesome. And so that was in t- 2009. I went to my first coach training and, um, the business side of the shit is way harder than people make it out to be. So it took like 11 years for me to be successful and really, you know, become like a full-time coach. Um, But uh, the book actually came out of that struggle, right? Um, So anybody that is listening who is an online entrepreneur, you know that every post that you read is a pitch for some program that's going to change your business. And you're going to be making 10, 20, 30, 50 K months in just 90 days. And there's just so much hype and bullshit out there. And, um, I fell for a lot of it and I, I have a very common story. There's a lot of people that spend thousands, if not tens of thousands of dollars on trying to get their business off the ground. And these programs are full of hype and they don't have enough support and they don't work. Right. Right. But if, if you, if you don't realize what's really going on behind the scenes, it's very easy to internalize that and think, well, I'm not meant to be an entrepreneur. I'm a shitty coach. I'm, I'm never going to make it. Um, you know, everybody's getting these results but me. And so the book is uh, The Online entrepreneur Survival Guide, and it's how to find the right business coach or really any type of coach um, and avoid debt and regret, right? Mm. So... Um, I expose the um, the shitty marketing techniques, the hypey, false promises stuff. I, I tell people how to recognize those mind games there, and then um, also uh, the sales techniques. I call it sociopathic sales. That's you know yeah. say anything, do anything to get the sale. And um, I go through you know I tell people like how to find and interview coaches and like really vet mentors so that. When you invest in somebody, because you're always going to get better results if you invest. Um, It's, you know, like the difference between going to the gym on your own or going to the gym with a personal trainer,
0: Mm. you know, that's a good example how to put it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like you're always going to get better results with somebody. there holding you accountable, pushing you and making sure you're doing it, you know, effectively. So it's the same way if you have the right type of coach, whether it's a personal, you know, you're doing personal growth, spiritual growth, um, working on your relationship, working on your health, you know, whatever you need to find the person that's right for you. And there's no guidelines for that, Mm. you know? And so I wrote a book about it and, um, super, super passionate about it, um, Get it on Amazon. It will. Everybody who's read it was like, oh my God, if I had had this, you know, two years ago, five years ago, I would have saved thousands of dollars.
0: Wow. That's powerful. That is so powerful. And I love that you, you just are, I mean, I always talk with people on my podcast about just like passion and when someone is so invested and into, you know, whatever it is that they're doing. And for you, you know, that's helping helping entrepreneurs and I think that's amazing and and I mean writing a book that must have been such a it must have been a process because I have had a few authors on here as well and just the process of like writing the book and and getting it published and all of the other I mean I'm simplifying the shit out of it but like really (laughs) just writing a book is I, I I would love to create one one day I mean that's definitely on my bucket list but it must have been so cool to like finally get it in the mail and like have it in hand I bet that was like an incredible feeling
1: it it was it was surreal um so if I had told myself I was writing a book when I started I would have never gotten started Mm -hmm. I sat down I had done posts I'd seen other people do some posts you know around this stuff and I'm like you know I'm going to create a pdf I'm going to create a freebie and so I sat down to write a five to ten page pdf And it turned into 47 pages like of outlines and notes and then into an almost 300 page book. Um, and it's, it's larger font because I need larger font at this point in my life. Uh, (laughs) And I left a lot of white space uh, so that people could take notes. Yeah. Well, I wanted people to really be able to use it as a textbook and really take notes and, you know, underline and everything.
0: And so, um,
1: here's my baby I need to
0: get it I need to get I need to read that
1: it's uh it I mean everybody who's read it was like oh my god I so wish I had it and I really put in there like everything I wish I had known um because I I spent so long you know I'm like I'm investing I'm doing the work why am I not getting the results and it's like well because the people you're choosing um aren't effective mentors they're not actually good teachers they're not presenting you know everything looks mind-blowing when you're new you're like oh my god that's amazing and it's like yeah but it doesn't actually work or it doesn't work the way they say it's going to and there's just not enough support and you know um, I, I talk about like the people that I work with are coaches and healers who are driven to create they're, they're really wanting to create a powerful impact with the people they work with, they also want to make great money. Um, right. I don't know why people think these things are mutually exclusive. They're not, So right? true. but, um, you know, I want the people who are really in this for the right reasons. And so this book was to help those people to find the right mentors. Um, so they can invest and they can make the progress, but not end up with a bunch of debt and regret. And also just, like, I don't name any names, but I, I talk a lot from my own experience and and stories that I've been told by, you know, people that I'm close to in the industry, um, you know, so I know they're not bullshit. So I'm not exposing anybody in particular, um, but it's just more just the general, like, shitty practices, because these people got to go. Like, they give all of us a terrible name. Mm-hmm. Um you know, people end up investing in these things that don't work. And then by the time they find somebody who can actually help them, they don't have any more money left on their credit card. They're tapped out, you know, or, or their spouse is like, uh, uh-uh. you know, right. I said that you could spend this much money on this, but we can't go into any more debt, you know? And, uh, it's just sad and it's unnecessary. Um, so I, I was super, super passionate. I didn't, I had no idea it was gonna be such a big project. Um, I self-published. I didn't go through the process of finding a publisher. Like fuck that. Um, I kind of hate Amazon, but they do make it easy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Now, when did this? When did you publish it?
1: The first version of it came out in early March, and I say that because I had mm. I was I was teaching myself how to format and everything. It was kind of a wreck. Uh, So I've, I've redone the ebook, so it's a much better format now. And then I did a PG-13 version Hmm. for people that um, don't like naughty language. So Uh
0: (laughs) this podcast is not for them either. So
1: right, right, right. But you know, I wanted like those people won't be my clients, but I'm so passionate about people having this information that you know I wanted it to be accessible even to people who are like I don't like naughty words
0: (laughs) yeah no I'm with you and this this episode is going to be very naughty and this podcast you can swear you can say whatever the fuck you want and and we're gonna we're gonna get into it I am fuckity fuck 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 (laughs) I am so excited. So that I mean, first of all, that's an amazing story. I love that you kind of just went for it. You're like, you know what? I'm gonna write this book. I'm gonna help people out. That's incredible. Love the passion. I mean, I just I can't say enough good things about when people are just passionate about what they do and they want to help help others. So kudos. And that
1: thank you. Thank you. And and that was really my attitude about sex work. You know, I was very passionate about it and I and I felt like I really was doing a service, you know, for humanity. Like it was like, you know, I'm providing companionship and and human touch and um orgasms, you know, the value of these things cannot be
0: oh overestimated. (laughs) All of those things, physical touch that's on the leveling. Like that's huge. Now, how did you get into this industry?
1: Well, so when i was 15 i saw pretty woman <laughs> and uh i don't know if it was because you know maybe it had something to do with the fact the character was um was from georgia because julia roberts is actually from georgia and her accent was so strong that uh they were like it, we're just going to make the character from georgia <laughs> But uh yeah, so I, I watched the movie and I you know I grew up in a very small town. It was very quiet and I can appreciate those things about it now. But growing up, I was like, this is dead boring. I need some adventure in my life. And uh, her life just looked very adventurous, you know? And um, so, but the <laughs> part of the movie where she's saying, you know, I, I want the fairy tale, you know, I'm, I'm leaving unless you're going to give me the fairy tale. And he's like, you know, look, like I'll get you a condo. You've got all these new clothes, I'll you know, make sure that you've got a, you know, a car and all this stuff. And she's like, no, I want the fairy tale at 15. I was like, bitch, take the condo, get better clients. <laughs> 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 um, but I was, I was a straight A student and, uh, I thought that I came from a good family. Um, I've <laughs> since found out that I was, uh, a little wrong. My, my family is highly dysfunctional, uh, but, but but I don't know any better. And so I was like, I will never do that. Right. Like I, you know, I'm smart. I'm going to grow up. I'm, you know, I had no idea what I wanted to do with my life, but I was like, you know, I'm going to go to college and, you know, have a very, you know, whatever, you know, life. So, um, so I went to college um, on academic scholarships I'm very bright, very good student and uh i was there for 2 years and my home life like went totally fucking crazy like mm. i, I it, it was so bad like i can't even tell you the particulars but it was fucking bad and i started having like such depression and anxiety that i just i couldn't go to class and so um i went to atlanta uh i was at the university of georgia and uh, i had never lived in atlanta before but i was house sitting for somebody And I started trying to get jobs and nobody was hiring because it was the summer of the Olympics and like everybody came to Atlanta thinking they were going to like make billions of dollars, you know? So I I was trained as a bartender. I couldn't find a bartender job, you know? And, uh, I started to think like, you know, I could have an adventure. Like my family is never going to come to Atlanta because they hate the city, you know? So I'm like, I can like be a little crazy. And so, um, (laughs) So um, I went and I worked as a stripper and that lasted like three days and they accused me of being an undercover cop. And I was, yeah, yeah. So, um, but I was, I was, I was 20. I was like just before my 21st birthday, just a few months. And I was really baby faced and I had been like a college dyke. So I had like been, my head had been shaved so my hair was like super short know yep. they thought I was a cop you know oh my gosh. <laughs> and so yeah they, the guy like dragged me into the office well I mean they didn't drag me there's like you know the owner or the manager or whatever wants to see you so I go in there and he says are you a cop And I was oh like God. no and he's like are you a cop and I was like no I'm a broke college student and he's <laughs> like are you a cop and I'm like what part of broke college student do you not understand And, uh, and he's like, uh, he's like, you have now told me you are not a police officer. Therefore, any evidence that you gather, blah, 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 blah. blah. And it was like, it's a, it's a bullshit understanding of the entrapment laws. And it's, it's not true. You can ask a a police officer if they're a cop and they can lie to you. They can have sex with you. They can do drugs with you. It, it, It doesn't matter. But a lot of criminals think that they have to, if they're asked, they have to say something, you know, it's like, oh, you're it gotcha, you know, no, it's not true, but, um, yeah, so he was asking me if I was a cop, and then he's like, you know, you can't, you know, whatever evidence you gather, and I'm like, okay, so I'm fresh off the turtle truck, I don't know shit about shit, like, I was raised in the fucking country, I don't, I you know, I fucking don't know, but I can tell you there's shit going on in this place that I don't want any fucking part of, right, 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 and so, um, and so I didn't I didn't go back. And I had talked to a girl and she was like, oh, sometimes I go work at these Jack Shacks. And I was like, oh, what's a Jack Shack. And she's I like, I don't even know what it, that
0: is. What is that? So it's
1: so they're lingerie modeling studios. It's and it's essentially like instead of you know going to a strip club and there's the main room where like everybody's dancing and then you can pay extra and go to a VIP room. This yep. is like skipping everything and going directly to the VIP room, right? Oh. Okay. So, um, so I did that for a couple of months and, um, like I was the only white girl on my shift. There was like one white girl in the morning and one white girl in the evening. And I was, I was the evening girl and I, I just, I didn't fit in. I was not welcomed. (laughs) I tried tried to be nice. I was not, I was not welcome. Um, but, uh, and I still had no idea what I was doing. And, um, But there was like a local paper that catered to the adult industry in Atlanta, which was huge. Um, Atlanta was a huge convention city in the 80s and 90s. And one of the reasons, I mean, we've got, you know, the busiest airport in the world. You can get a direct flight to Atlanta from just about anywhere, right? So that was part of it. The other part of it is that we had a huge number of strip clubs and escort agencies and all this stuff. So men could come to these conventions and they knew they were going to be entertained, right? Hmm. And so, yes. And uh, Atlanta really fucked up. They started going after the adult industry and uh, Vegas took a lot of, Vegas took over the convention the, the place, right? I mean, there were other factors, but they, they really fucked up by shutting down a lot of the strip clubs and, and everything. Um, but yeah, so I go and I look at this Jack Shack and I'm I'm looking through the the adult paper and I'm seeing all these ads and I'm like, I really want to go try escorting, but I was just kind of like working up the nerve. And um two of the girls were talking, so I picked up a lot of game, just kind of like listening to their conversations, you know. I mean I had nothing better to do. They wouldn't talk to me. So uh, <laughs> so they're like, oh, this is dumb white bitch, and I'm like, oh whatever. So um and they're like yeah we're better than strippers because we only have to dance when somebody's paying us and we're better than escorts because we don't fuck and in my mind I'm like yeah but escorts make more money and they don't have to sit in this shitty little place right for 8 hours you know so um so I finally get up the nerve and I call uh this ad and it was a full page color ad in this thing so in my mind you know I'm coming at this like very academically I'm like If it's a full page color ad, that's the most expensive ad. They must be making money, right? So, uh, and it turned out I was right. And so I called them and um, it took a little while, but eventually I got hired on with them. And uh, the first night I went to see four guys. One guy kept me for an extra hour. Um, I didn't have to have sex with any of them. I had picked up enough game Um, from the lingerie modeling shop to know that you don't fuck somebody for what they give you you get that and then you give them a little tease and then you explain to them that they need to give you more money and Mm -hmm. uh, so I picked up enough game for that so um, you know I I did five hours of work and made five hundred dollars actually I think I think it was like I don't know it was around five hundred dollars and I was like holy shit
0: right nice because
1: I yeah, I had only worked minimum wage jobs, and I think at that point, minimum wage was still like maybe around five dollars. Even if, if 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 that, you know, right. so five hundred dollars for one night, I was like, "Holy
0: shit!" You're like, I mean, I'm, "I'm rich,
1: <laughs> I'm rich, bitch." <laughs> 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 and so uh, I just, I just loved it. I, I love the adventure. I love, um, I've, I've been a night owl most of my life. So I love being up at night and just, you know, ripping and running through the city. And like, you just never knew who you were going to meet, what was going to happen. Um, it was, uh, it it, it was, it was the adventure. Like I, I worked escorting, like I was collecting merit badges. (laughs) (laughs) So I was like, okay, I've got my Marriott merit badge. I got my Western merit badge. You know, I got my I had a pimp for a second I got my pimp marriage badge um I <laughs> awesome you know I worked, I worked in a casino in Vegas you know like I was like oh got that marriage badge like I I don't know my main focus and I mean I did figure out how to make better and better money the longer I did it um right. but uh but my main focus you know looking back was really on the adventure it was like what kind of stories
0: can I tell <laughs> I can't even imagine how many crazy things you you must have experienced and saw.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah so so give me some categories and kind of like spur my brain uh, because sometimes it's hard like I I don't remember stuff until people ask me questions and I'm like
0: oh yeah. (laughs) Okay let's say what was maybe one of like the worst sex experiences you had
1: oh okay (laughs) thank you you for asking i know yeah so i mean this this isn't going to be a very long story but you know some people are really really bad in bed and oddly enough um i've been thinking about doing a bit i just started the stand-up comedy class and i'm actually i think i'm going to do um do a bit about how like women need to give fat boys a chance you know because like what do fat boys like to do they like to eat <laughs> They <like> to eat. <laughs> fat boys eat good pussy
0: <laughs> oh that's that's smart
1: yeah. Cause you know, they, they don't have like the looks in the body. So if they get a woman in bed, they are trying to impress her. Okay. Right. So yeah. And, and frequently people that, I mean, if, this isn't always the case, but frequently people that are really pretty are really lazy lace.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Have you noticed that? Oh, for sure. They think that they're too pretty for getting wild and crazy.
1: Oh Yeah. Well, I think it's that, you know, they know that you're going to come back. You know, it's that, it's that cave, cave person drive um, that we want to make, we want to have pretty offspring because it gives our genes a better chance of making it, you know, another generation. Right. And so pretty people are often really lazy ladies, not always, but, but often. Um, Yeah. So worst, the worst sex, um, this guy, I, I. He must have been just kind of average. I don't really don't remember much about him. He he was not. He wasn't a fat guy, um, but he didn't understand the concept that in sex you've got to be moving like in opposite directions, right? So I would move back, and he would move back with me. Oh no! And I would move up, and yeah. So that was just you couldn't create friction. And I'm like, how did? Like, have you never watched porn? <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right. I, how did this happen um and I, th- I think I ran across that one other time uh and I was I was a sex worker for I was a full-time sex worker for 13 years and then I was kind of like part-time while I was doing other things for about three or four more years um mm. so know, yeah, I had sex with a lot of people <laughs> yeah hell yeah girl get after it get after it good old David Goggins you gotta love the man
0: so fucking funny um i'm trying to think of what else like any bad oh like think of things that some people said to you in bed that you were just like what the fuck is there anything that comes to your mind like you know weird things or people ask
1: you to do uh yeah okay so ask yeah oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god so this was like very early in my career so um I was working independently I'd worked from some agencies and then I decided to kind of work independent for a while I was working out of my own apartment which is really fucking stupid do not work out of place that you fucking live crazy um but I was young and I was high and I was stupid so (laughs) Fair <laughs> yeah so there was this guy that um would call and I never I like I would never book with him you know but he called a lot and um his his whole thing is that he wanted you to get there was something specific I think it was like medium cheddar cheese like it had to be not just cheddar cheese it had to be medium like cheddar or mild I forgot but it was something really specific Okay. And then you chew the you chew the cheese and you swallow it, and then you spit into a bag.
0: <laughs> you spit the and cheese into the bag?
1: N- no, you spit the residue. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! Of the cheesy spit into the bag, and he was called like colloquially, like all around, everybody knew the cheesy spit boy. <laughs> <laughs> So one night, like, I didn't have anything better to do. And like, he was kind of cheap too. And um, I was just like, I was like, fuck it, you know, fuck it. I'll, I'll see the cheesy spit boy, you know, it was probably summer. Summer was always like really slow because business travel slows down in the summer. And uh, so I was just like, whatever, you know, so he comes over. He was actually a really good looking guy. Hmm. Um, he wasn't very tall. Um, he was kind of like, he was kind of petite. But um, he was a really good looking white guy and um, he was a construction worker, hmm. but he would talk about, you know, he would talk like this, yes, mistress, can I have the, the cheesy spit, you know? <laughs> and um, often this happens with, with people that are submissive. Um, once he came and he would like jerk off with the cheesy spit, that was his whole like- thing. He just wanted... He wanted to, he wanted you to spit, you eat the cheese, you swallow all the cheese, but then, you know, you've got like residue in your mouth, you yep. spit that into a bag, he jerks off with it. And, you know, Okay. so once he got off, he went and he took a shower and he came out and he was totally butch his whole demeanor changed. It was like split personality almost right and he was completely harmless but yeah the
0: cheesy spit boy I haven't thought about cheesy spit boy in a long time I can honestly say I have never heard of such a thing but again everyone's got their own kinks there's some weird fucking kinks out there have you you ever experienced someone wanting you to like pee or poop on them I okay yeah so I, I did pee on a couple of people um
1: I I did pee on a couple of people, Um, the funniest thing with that, um, there was this, uh, so I went down to South Florida to work in Miami, and um, Atlanta is a very hoe run city, or it was back in the day, I really don't know what goes, what's going on now, but um, most of the women who run agency, most of the agencies were run by women, and they were all women who had worked before, right, well, I got down to Florida to Miami and it's a very trick run city. And so the agencies are owned by men. Most of them are tricks. There are you know, escorting clients and they're very predatory. Um, everything is really stacked in the client's favor. It's cheap. Um, in South Florida, uh, you know, and this is is 15, 20 years ago, hopefully it's changed, but they were very adverse to condoms. Right. And they had all these beautiful brazilian girls all these girls coming in from latin america and they you know they were gorgeous and fucking spoke five languages and to them a hundred dollars was a shit ton of money and they weren't as educated about safer sex and so they were coming and they were sucking and fucking without condoms and so it was really just the so um I was networking, you know, with this girl because I, I found a couple agencies and I was like, yeah, I'm looking for, you know, something because I, I want to stay more busy while I'm down here. And mm-hmm. uh, she's like, well, she's like, there is this one agency, she was like, but i warn you, the first client they send you to see is actually the owner, but they don't tell you that. Oh, wow. And uh, yeah, and they're like, he's, you know, and he's cheap, right? They, it's, it's not even like a full price session, but you have to do that if you want to get in with them. And I was like, all right, whatever. But, and they told me, they're like, he's kind of heapy. So, um, I get there and he wanted me to like pee in a cup and he's like this weird, he was like this weird Dutch guy and not the Dutch people are weird. This guy was just a weird guy and happened to be Dutch, but, um, I forgot that I was on my period and I had a tampon in. And so he's all about me, like pissing in a cup right in front of his face. But like, when I like opened up my legs and he saw the tampon, he was like, Oh, just go, just go. And I was like, Oh, that worked out in my favor. wow <laughs> um i never pooped on anybody i don't think i <clears throat> and i think my toilet training was was too too good for that i don't think i could do that but um I don't think I could one either. thing yeah i mean i i know girls who did it and they just went and they got like a shit ton of X lax oh true. Know? help yourself yeah. out. There. just to help yourself out you know but uh but no I, I I never went that far I did have a couple of people who wanted to be kicked in the balls over and over again
0: oh my god I saw um that show true life on MTV it was like a dominatrix type of sub situation and this woman would literally like she'd get they would get she would get them in the room and they'd literally instantly go on their hands and knees. She put like a muzzle on them, like almost like a full on face mask. And then she would just like kick them in the balls like hard. I'm like, you probably can't have children after that.
1: Yeah, I, I would do it. But then like after a minute, I was just like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Um, Interesting. One, of the, one of the funniest things is, was, uh, it was kind of like the inverse, right? So this guy comes in, I I had rented a hotel room and I was working out of a hotel room and uh, this guy comes in and, and, you know, he's like, do you ever do anything like really gentle? And so, you know, I like reached over and I always had like a few domination toys, usually people that call escorts, aren't real submissives you know right. and so right. you don't you don't really have to be like an expert dominatrix you know if you just like put some nipple clamps on them they're just like oh it's just so kinky you know so, <laughs> so you know i had i had like a, you know a few things i open up the drawer and i show him like the paddle and the nipple clamps and everything and he's like he's like no 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 no. i mean i mean do you ever do like hockey style like, what <laughs> <laughs> and I was like yeah <laughs> wow but I mean it just goes to show you you know everything is relative you right. know and and That's what what good. one a person thinks is like super freaky kinky somebody Nobody else knows. is like whatever I did that when I was like 17 you yeah. know right right <laughs> <laughs>
0: So I can't get over the cheese guy. That that's gonna be one of the <laughs> interesting. That's gonna be the most one of the most interesting stories I think I've ever heard.
1: Yeah, he's he was. It, the, what what really fascinated me. And I asked him. I was like, I was like, so why cheesy spit? Like, how did I tried to find out? Like, what was the root? Like, how oh, did yeah. it happen? That would be curious. and yeah. And he was just like, I don't know. It's just sexy. And I was like, okay.
0: And then feet, I think, are a big thing, too, nowadays, is feet picks, feet, dirty socks, dirty shoes, like,
1: so foot fetishes, I actually really enjoy going to see them, because they tend to be, like, well, the, the, the ones that are wanting, like, stinky shoes and all that, I can't speak to that, because I didn't, I didn't have a lot of interactions with them, like, maybe one, you know, but, um, the people that I went to see that were foot fetishes, they tend to be highly intelligent, very sensual men. Hmm. Interesting. And they will just lavish your feet, you know, and just make it so sexy. Like,
0: like okay. And I mean,
1: I would always like. I'm like, I need to go wash my feet before you put your hand. You know, I was just I, like, I uh, yeah.
0: want to be like clean about it, just because I don't want someone touching my dirty feet. <laughs>
1: yeah because then you're going to touch other parts of my body and you know but um but foot fetishes actually that that was that was that
0: was pretty sexy interesting I mean hey like I said everyone's got their own their own thing um what about I'm trying to think of other like interesting like topics that people were into what about like orgies or threesomes did you ever experience that
1: oh yeah oh
0: god let's see um
1: I, i'm flipping through the rolodex i'm like which one
0: uh, <laughs> i <laughs> so, wish i could uh, be in your brain and just like <laughs> look at everything
1: so probably the funniest one the, the, the just like I couldn't make this shit up. Like I'm a very creative person, and there's no way I can make this shit up. So, uh, a friend of mine, um, you know, we would make friends with these guys, right? And and sometimes, like, you would kind of become buddies with them, you know. And uh, she had like made friends with this guy, and we were hanging out at his place, and um, was I doing? I might have been doing coke. I, they were doing coke. I was probably doing coke, and. <laughs> We're <laughs> hanging out in their place, like in between, you know, going to see clients, and um, she's like, um, "So I, I get a phone, I get a call to go see, to go see this guy, like forty-five minutes away from where we were, because Atlanta's kind of like spread out." And um, so I'm like, "Okay," I'm like, "I gotta go," and my friend, you know, was riding with me, and she's like, "Well, I'm not going unless he can go," and I'm like, "Okay." <laughs> You know? so and and the the thing that made this awkward is that I'm going to see a white guy out in the Atlanta suburbs mm-hmm. and this guy that we're with is this black guy in a wheelchair mm-hmm. and apparently he was an ex like NFL player and I don't know sports so I I I wouldn't know like what team or and I wouldn't I wouldn't say I wouldn't you know destroy yeah. that anonymity but uh but yeah so he's like, He's like this big guy, but he's in a wheelchair. And I'm like, okay, so we're going to hop all of us in my little purple Ford escort and drive out to the fucking suburbs. And these people may be racist. They may be upset about a black man sitting out in front of their house, you know, but I'm like, all right, fuck it. Let's go. So like I said, I was probably doing coke. So (laughs) I was certainly smoking blood. I was certainly, certainly absolutely smoking weed. So, um, we go all the way out there. I leave them in the car. I go into the house and I'm talking to this guy. And he's just like, you know, average white guy, you know, probably like late twenties, early thirties. And he's supposed to be the only one in the house. But I hear this woman down the hall and I'm like, please God, let this guy not have called me out here while his wife was asleep, oh, you know? God. Yeah, because my my friend who was waiting in the car, she actually got chased out of a house once with a frying pan, uh, because <laughs> out the wife was there, the girlfriend was there, so I'm like, holy shit, what's going on? And he's like, oh no, 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 it's my wife, and out comes out, uh, out I'm, I'm I'm bisexual, and out of this hallway comes this petite, gorgeous blonde with like perfect fake tits. <laughs>
0: And you're like, Ooh,
1: I was like, all right. Not just got a little more interesting. So she comes up to me. I, I haven't been there. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm thrown off because there's only supposed to be one person now. Now there's two, but at least it's right. a woman and she's not pissed. So I'm like, okay. And uh, she's just met me. She comes up to me and she's like, you got any blow? You got any blow? Do you have any blow? And I was like, uh, uh you know, cause I'm still filling out the situation to like, see if it's pop. You know, right. so I'm like, I'm like, whoa, 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 just chill for a second, you know. He's like, got any blow, I need blow, And so I figure out they're not cops. I call the agency. I tell them somebody else there. They agree to pay double the fee and everything. And so I'm like, okay, first hurdle is done. And I'm like, all right, I don't have any blow, but the people in my car probably do. Yeah.
0: They're
1: like, okay. So I go outside and I tell my friend, oh, and, and they're like, yeah, and have your friend come in too. So I go out and I'm like, okay, Missy, they want you to come in and they want, they want to buy some of the Coke. And she's like, I'm not coming in without him. I'm, not, I'm just going to call him Doug. She's like, I'm not coming in without Doug. And I'm like, the fuck? And so I go back in and I'm like, okay, here's the stitch. She can come in. Yes, they have some blow, but she won't come in without her friend just so you know, he's a black guy and he's in a wheelchair. And they're like, cool. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the more the merrier. The more the merrier, right?
1: And um, and I mean, obviously I have no problem with the guy being black, right? But we, we're in Georgia and we're in the suburbs, you know? And, and so, you know, I'm just making sure that like nobody's gonna flip out, right? Right, right. So we get in and the guy like lays out, you know, usually when you do lines of coke, Everybody has probably seen movies. It's, you know, short lines of like two, three inches, and they're very, they're very thin, right? They're like, right. you know, a thick, a thick line of coke would be um even, you know, still even smaller than my pinky, right? Unless somebody is like fucking Scarface, you know. He lays out this like nine-inch line of of coke. And I mean, it was wide too. Like, I don't know why he laid it all out like that at once. I had never seen anybody do that. Um, <laughs> This woman takes a a, a a straw and bends down and does most of that line. Oh, Jesus. She stood back up. I thought she was going to die. Like, for the next 10 minutes, I was just waiting for her to just fall over from a fucking heart attack. Jesus. <laughs> but then she starts in, like, Do you have a big black like, thing? I want to see your big black like, thing. I want to see your big black like, thing. I want to see your big black like, thing. Oh, God. and i can tell like this is not what her husband bargained for right he thought they were calling over a girl for them to play with and now there's another man there right Mm. and uh for anybody who doesn't know men who are um, paraplegic or you know they have a hard time getting erections right Mm. because there's nerve damage to the lower half of their body she got this guy hard like wow I got this guy hard. And so my friend and I are like fucking around with her husband and he can't really get hard because he's on Coke. Um his wife is like, I look over at one point, and like I said, this guy's like an ex-football player, so he's got like a really strong upper body. He is holding this woman up by her ass and like eating her pussy.
0: Wow. <laughs> this, is, this is a great story. <laughs> It was fucking stupid.
1: It was fucking stupid. I, we were there for like a couple hours. The longer we were there, like more we pissed off the husband was. I was like,
0: "Oh no, fuck
1: me." I mean, nothing bad happened. Like you know, I mean, you know, we we finished up. I, I oh no, I do remember the punchline of this whole thing. So at the end, he's just like, "Oh, I want to tip you guys." And for some reason, they had like a shit ton. Oh no, the husband worked for Nestle, I think, and apparently oh. Nestle has like. Um they in addition to like people food and drinks and shit, they make like uh, cat food. And so she tipped us in like turtles, the candy, and like cat food. <laughs> I mean
0: cat food. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs>
1: yeah, so yeah. Wow. <laughs> That's why my name is wild <laughs> Wow yeah <laughs> I mean, any- that's just one of the orgy stories I mean there's more
0: <laughs> now is there is there like a like um I don't even know how to ask this, but like when you go to have sex with these people, do you usually get off like do they know like most of the people do they know what they're doing or do you have to like show them? how you get off. I'm I'm orgasm part of it. Yeah. So, um,
1: so I like 80% of women, I require clitoral stimulation and it's gotta be done. It's gotta be done well, or I'm not going to come. Right. So in most of my, most of my encounters, I did not have orgasms And, Uh and that was okay. Right. That was okay. Um, uh, in a lot of them, even if I wasn't attracted to the guy, sometimes they were, you know, decent. So, I mean, I had fun. Like, I I, I enjoyed myself most of the time, right? Um, <laughs> but I got a reputation, like, especially in the beginning, because I wasn't dating anybody. And so this was like my sexual outlet as well as my job. And yeah. most girls at my, at the way that the, the sex industry is, is very varied And uh, there's all types of ways to be sex workers. And there's regional differences in uh, how people think and how people work. It's really fascinating shit. Uh, But most of the girls in Atlanta at that time did not let guys go down on them. But I was like, if he wants to go down on me, (laughs) let's go, right? Right. most girls also wanted to get in and out as quickly as possible. My mindset was as long as they were paying me well and they weren't being assholes, I was fine with being there for, you know, 45 minutes to an hour. Like it was cool. Right, right. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, so girls would go on calls with me. And if a guy was going down on me, I was on antidepressants. So it would take me forever to come, but I wouldn't fucking leave. Yeah. So, <laughs> so one of the agencies, of um, one of the, the uh, agency manager's boyfriends was also a cartoonist. He was also an artist. And uh, I guess he heard enough stories about me uh, making people wait or whatever. He actually drew a cartoon of a client go, going down on me. <laughs> I still have it. It's fucking funny. That's awesome. <laughs> that's hilarious yeah they used to get mad at me so like you know they wanted me to like back in the day it was so busy they wanted me to get in and out as quickly as possible so i could go see somebody else and i was like i'm busy
0: <laughs> like i i got things to do bro and people to do also so get off <laughs> seriously did you do any role playing any crazy uh, role playing? you know i know
1: that i did do some some role playing um most people aren't into it or the people that i came across i actually really love role playing like it's really fun
0: um do you have a favorite like role play situation or give give the people some ideas i want to know
1: i mean basically like if there's a scene in a movie that turns you on yeah you know a mainstream movie or porn or whatever from a book or you know somebody tells you a story you're like ooh, you know Um, do that you know talk to your partner about it Um, one thing that I think would be really fun that I've never actually gotten to do with anybody is to um, you know go out to go out to a bar and pretend to meet there for the first time yes and, and hook up right yeah, um, that sounds really fun to me. Um, I I did have I did have a, a a boyfriend. This wasn't you know for work, but um, he knew that I had like a rape fantasy, you know. And obviously, there's real rape, which is fucked up and awful, and no really does mean no, and you know blah blah. blah. But women, anybody, I mean, people can have rape fantasies, right? And, and it's it, it's a fantasy because you know you're actually not going to get hurt, right? So okay. it's it's you yeah. know, very different. I'm not glorifying rape. I'm not, um, you know, no, you know, there's rape and then there's fantasy rape, two completely two. different things. And uh, this guy, like, he was a fat boy. He was a fat boy. He actually sucks <laughs> in bed, but he was a fat boy, and. <laughs> And I mean, and I mean, I'm overweight. I'm not making fun of anybody. I'm just kind of like, you know, I'm just being silly. But at any rate, um, he knew that I had this fantasy. He actually snuck into my house with a ski mask on and gave me this amazing rape fantasy experience. No way. Yeah. He like, it was, he went home, but he lived really close by and he came back and like, I forget how he did this shit, but somehow like, I don't know. It was, it was fucking brilliant. It was fucking brilliant. But the way he did it is like, he did it in character. He was like, look at me. And he raised up his ski mask. And he was like, now you see my face. So if you, you know, blah, 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 blah. So he did it totally in character, but basically he was letting me know, yes, it's really me. And yes, this really is okay. You know? And he like had a knife (laughs) but he was, it was like a butter knife and he was using like the, the dull side of it, you know, against my neck and he pulled it out and he was like, you see this fucking knife? I will fucking slit your throat, blah, 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 blah. But it let me see the knife and I'm like, "He couldn't slit my throat with this, He tried, you know? And I mean, it was so, it was so hot, right? That, that role play was really, really, really hot.
0: Um, yeah. That is fucking, I mean, hey i definitely have some fantasies that i definitely want to try like my dream i i don't i guess this is kind of basic but i've always wanted to have sex on the beach and i i know it can get a little wild with the sand and all you know the whole thing but that is what i want to do that is my fantasy yeah well just you know rent an airbnb
1: with a private beach oh see Make that, that should happen That's a good idea. there you go there you go I, and you can you can pretend that you're about to get
0: caught that can be hot oh that's you know I get so turned on from that I'm like let's fucking go like one time me and my boyfriend we were in Aruba last uh spring I guess yeah it was it was in March and I was like we need to have sex on this balcony I know that there's people fucking walking by and just whatever but We did it. And I was a little scared the whole time. I was like, what if we get arrested in Aruba? Like Like, all my, I was like, I'm waiting for the door knock of, you know, the police trust. We're like, fuck, we're getting arrested. But obviously that didn't happen. And it was really fun. Um, And then I've never had sex in a car, which is, I know, like a very basic thing. And I know that it's like, whatever, there's not much room, but I think you could have fun.
1: I mean, definitely. And and again, like,
0: um, I don't know what your living situation is, but
1: you know, you could, if, if you have like a, right, right. But I'm saying like, if you have a garage, you know, oh, wow. you can have sex in the car That's and, true. and, and still, but you can pretend that you're in a parking lot. You can pretend that you're about to get caught just to add like that little spice
0: to That's, it, you know?
1: You don't have to put, cause I, I got, I got actually, I didn't get arrested, but I get a, I got a ticket for public indecency because I was having sex in a park. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where is the crazy? That's a good question. Where's the craziest place that you can think of that you had sex or like a few crazy ones? Cause I think oh, that's me- a good way to spice it up.
1: Yeah. 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 So, uh, me and the, the same guy that did the rape fantasy, um, we, we had sex in like a Walmart bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> it was like we were like he was holding me up. It's not like I was on the toilet cuz that's oh, gross. Oh, right, right. Um I mean I think it's gross if it's what you're into, you're what you're into. Um let's see. Um I had sex in a pool, a gym pool when I was in high school um during <laughs> normal business hours. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> it was stupid uh, because stupid. chlorine gets in your cooch and yeah. <laughs> you're just asking for a, a, a yeast infection it's, it's uh, not that's, good that's yeah.
0: True.
1: yeah um let let me tell you about one sexy story because i like honestly like sexy story that happened um i went to see this guy and again i don't i don't know sports right so um i didn't recognize the name or anything and i get there and this guy's like, obviously a professional athlete. He's like six foot four, two twenty, um, just beautifully proportionate. You know, it turns out he was a, he was a pitcher for um, a major league baseball team. And um, so, you know, I'm, I'm there with him and I'm like teasing him. And, you know, like I said, like, I didn't have sex with people for the basic fee. They had to pay more. Right. right. So for like 45 minutes, we're like, Arguing, but not like in a heated way about him giving me more money, you know, because he's he's obviously he's fucking beautiful. Um and and I want to fuck him, but I'm like, I, you know, you being pretty, me having an orgasm will not pay my rent. I'm sorry, I can't go to my leasing apartment, leasing manager, and be like, Well, I had a lot of orgasms, like they don't give a shit, you know. So um The agency owner calls and she's like, okay, are you about ready to go? And I was like, I was like, no, I was like, he had just, he was just about to agree to give me some more money. And so I was like, no, I was like, I need a little more time, you know, and I get off the phone with her and I was like, I was like, man, I was like, this isn't even worth it. Like I've been teasing you for like 45 minutes, like you're going to come in two seconds he looked at me and then the eye and he said i will put you up against every wall in this room and i will not come until you tell me to
0: oh shit i I was like okay okay, sign here (laughs) (laughs)
1: sign here because it was a credit card because it was a credit card he was giving me a tip box Um, You know, so, I mean, there, there were some sexy, there, there were some, there was some sexy times. Um, There was a, there was a guy that I saw for like seven years, you know, a few times a year and he was my age and uh, we just got along really well. Like I would be with him for like hours and hours and hours and um, the sex was fucking incredible. Like we, we fuck, like most people do this and there's a time and place for this, but what I like is grind fucking, yes. you know? Yep. Well, you're like you got, but you, you, you got to be, you know, you're like going in opposite directions. It's so good, so good, and oh. uh, and we, yeah, right. And like the first time we fucked, like he he could fuck from the bottom and he grind fucked, and I was like, <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like I remember one night and we 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 partied like way too fucking hard. Um, this is you know before before I was thirty before I had to go into recovery and uh i got there and he could always get it up like it did not matter how much shit he had done he could always get it up and uh he like pulls down his boxers and his dick isn't hard and i was like he was like well he was like whatever he's like let's just go smoke some more and i was like fuck that (laughs) grabbed his cock and started sucking it in like 30 seconds it was hard he was like well okay I I only got to see him like a few times a year, so I was like, "There's no way I'm leaving here." Like, you're gonna give me money? We're smoking Halloween great. You're fucking me too.
0: That's and weed (laughs) intensifies all of the feelings too.
1: Oh, it's been so long since.
0: I like being high and um and having sex. It feels really nice, but I also like being too.
1: I love. I love having sex on ecstasy or having sex on acid on the come down. Mm. Mm, that's some good shit. That's a good <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh God. Well, was this, was this everything that you hope for?
0: <laughs> I am enjoying myself so fucking much. Um, good for you. <laughs> I guess last thing, cause I know we do have, I have to let you go, but. If you could give someone advice for wanting to get into this industry, what advice would you give them? So
1: I got out in 2013-ish. No, yeah, yeah. I got out of being full-time in 2013. So I'm really fucking out of the loop. I'm really, really out of the loop. Um, When I was in my mid-30s, I met a girl who did it right. Um, She pissed me off when she said it that way, but it was true she only worked for herself. Um, she set herself up as like $2,000 for two hours was her minimum. Mm-hmm. And then like $10,000 a day, $4,000 each additional day, she got flown all over the world. Wow. <laughs> um, you know, like she really did it the right way. Um, one of the reasons why I was okay with leaving the industry was because, uh, these review boards cropped up and I was okay with, with, clients getting together and exposing people that were using old pictures or showing up and robbing them or, you know, the, the fucked up shit. But it, the, these review boards went on, um, to, uh, really, they, they, they dropped the prices. Um, we couldn't tip hustle. We couldn't go in and ask for more. Um, they exposed, you know, who, who sucked dick without condoms and all that kind of stuff. And they really made it unsafe. And it was just awful. It was just awful. Um, so that's why I, I left. I don't know what's going on with all that now. Um, my gut feeling is that it's probably still going on. It probably still exists. There's ways to do it. Um, I would find, I would find one of the super high end escorts, like go to like arrows.com. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that's still a thing. Arrows.com. And look at the, like the, the super high end ones that are like on the main page that are paying hellified money for their advertising and see if one of them will coach you or mentor you. Uh Um, Because, uh, you know, I found mentors all throughout my career and uh, some of them were better than others, but um, I really wish I had met this girl. (laughs) Like when I was, well, I I couldn't, I couldn't have done anything with it in my twenties because I was too high. I was too much of a mess. But, um, you know, if I had met her in my early 30s, I really could have ended my career in a very different way. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, you know, it's um, it's fun. I'm I'm glad that I did it, uh, but it was very dangerous. Um, I was held at gunpoint once. I was violently raped um, another time. Um, There was another situation where I had to burst through a garage door to escape. From a guy, so you know, I'm, I was telling the funny stories today. Right. But I mean, there's you know definitely a darker side to things. Um, I think it's a very, I think sex work is a very noble thing to do. Um, you know, whether somebody's a sex, uh, sex phone, phone, sex operator, dominatrix, you know, escort. Um, you know, there's a billion different ways to do it, and if you really want to do it, I say go ahead and just
0: um, just be really smart. Definitely um, find good. find mentors. Definitely. that's very good advice um and then one more question before we play our game was it hard to be in a relationship while you were in this work oh my god yeah like impossible because they probably didn't enjoy the situation maybe
1: so i think that in other parts of the country like out west um you know especially in california where um people have you know more Relaxed attitudes around sex and everything. I think that it's probably a lot easier to find a partner that's cool with things. Um, right. I I was a mess, so I chose people that were a mess. So even if I hadn't been a sex worker, my relationships would have been a mess. Um, yeah. But it definitely was a point of contention, and um, yeah, it it was it was hard. It yeah. was hard. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. All right, let's play our game. So I did like okay. kind of sexy one, sexy. Uh okay this or that. So the first one is handcuffs or blindfolds.
1: Oh uh, uh handcuffs but not actual handcuffs. Restraints, yeah. but not but not uh but not handcuffs. That's well right. blindfolds are fun too, yeah.
0: Would you rather have no sex for one year or not have a phone for one year? oh god
1: i i'd I'd rather have no sex for one year than to go without a phone for a year
0: that's fair um would you ever rather have an arranged marriage or be single forever god i think an arranged marriage (laughs) that's fair yeah um (laughs) sex toy only or oral sex only
1: like if you oral sex
0: only Yeah. yeah Love it. Giving, um, receiving oral sex is the bomb. <laughs> I know. I do. I do enjoy it as well. It's very, very nice. Um, if you could only have dirty talk or like a long foreplay situation, which one would you choose? Uh, long foreplay. Long foreplay. Uh, foreplay is very underrated. I feel like it's very important. It
1: it is very important, and um, a lot of people don't. I don't know. They don't know how to do, they, they're dirty. Their dirty talk gets too dirty and just, yeah, like done, done well. It's very sexy, but uh, not it's, it's a, it's an art that not a lot of people have mastered.
0: Yes, I totally agree. Um, would you rather glow pink when you're attracted to someone or glow red when someone annoys you?
1: Hmm. You know, I'll say glow pink. Uh because I'm 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 just I I suck at flirting. <laughs> uh, uh, at least I would have a chance. People would be like, oh, she is attracted to the Oh, she likes it, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um, would you rather have mediocre sex all the time or mind-blowing sex once a month?
1: Oh god, that's so hard. <laughs> I, oh, fuck. I mean, I've been celibate a lot, like in the last 15 years. So I, yeah. I I probably mind blowing sex once a month.
0: Fair. Yeah. This one's interesting. Would you rather fart every time you climax or have a bloody nose every time you climax? Bloody nose. <laughs> <laughs> okay, then the last one is always have sex for five minutes. Or always make out for five hours.
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> um, I, mean, I do like making out. So I'll, I'll go with the making out option.
0: Oh, love it. Love it. Yeah. Oh, my God. This was literally such a freaking blast. Thank you so much for all your tips and your amazingly crazy stories. Um, please let everyone know where they can connect with you and find your book and all of your website and social.
1: Yeah. So I hang out mostly on Facebook. So facebook.com slash Heather Wild coach and wild is W Y L D E. Um, My website is heatherwild.com and uh, just all one word, heatherwild.com. And uh, there is stuff about the book on there. It's my uh, banner right now so you can click on that and uh get the book on amazon you can get it as an ebook or as a um as a real book and um there if you go to my website and you go to like there's a, a part where it's like bio and media appearances um uh-huh. there's some other podcasts that i was on that you can hear some other stories and um in the fun facts there's there's more like crazy shit <laughs>
0: <laughs> awesome I love yeah. it well thank you so much for being here today and I appreciate you telling all of your stories with me and my listeners
1: yes I was it was so fun like I love telling these stories like it just i was just it. like wow like I was cool in my 20s <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes you are and guess what you're still freaking cool as shit so
1: I'm, 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 I'm cool, but you know, I was like, I was a hellion, Um, (laughs) but yeah, thank you so much for the opportunity and thank you for the work that you do. Like, I love, you know, your podcast and, and, you know, you're really normalizing human sexuality and normalizing people's desires. And I know you've also done a lot around mental health is so, so important, um, especially now more than ever. And so thank you for doing what you do
0: oh well thank you heather that's very kind i appreciate those kind words i hope you guys enjoyed me and heather's episode i literally had such a blast talking with her she is a blast in a glass and i love her energy and her stories were so great and i hope you guys enjoyed hearing about you know her her past life i guess you could say And just all about her book. And definitely go check it out and check out her website and all of the things that she mentioned. And you know where to find me at My Naked Mindset on all of your social media platforms. And I would also love for you to join my free VIP Facebook group, My Naked Mindsetters. And it will also be in the show notes. But if you go on Facebook and just search that, you should find us and tune in next week for another episode of My Naked Mindset. I love you all. Bye.